0: Welcome to the Be Still podcast. I'm your host, Beth, an avid yoga teacher, wellness junkie, diehard organizer, and fearless business leader. This podcast is a place where I'll sit down with everyday people, entrepreneurs, and business owners to talk all things and all questions about health and wellness, Christianity, and small business. I hope you leave here feeling empowered to be your authentic self and share your story with the world. Thanks for showing up and being here. If you're like me, friends, you may also struggle with being a Christian and keeping your faith center in the business and secular arena, or maybe being an entrepreneur. Why is it I don't have the exact answers for you, but today we're going to hear from Michelle Signer from Burn Boot Camp in Fleming Island, Florida, share about her journey on how she started the franchise three years ago, and then, of course, what happened? The COVID-19 pandemic, which, of course, shut down gyms and fitness studios all around the world and truly impacted small businesses beyond just fitness centers. But what Michelle shares with us are some simple tips on how her journey, not only during the pandemic, but prior to the pandemic in keeping her faith center of her business from having her core values aligned with biblical principles to keeping attached to the vine to diving into resources and also just continuing to be with God and spend time with him as part of her daily practice. So I hope that after listening to today, you can take some of these tips. I know I am taking some of these right into my practice and to my business to be able to share God's light with all of you as a Christian, despite a business or a secular arena, because you know what? It's not one or the other. It is both. And we are called to share his gospel no matter where we are at. So today I hope you enjoyed the show with Michelle And just take time to spend with the Lord after listening and allow Him to speak into your life. As always, I'm so appreciative that you are here and that you are listening. Please take a moment to rate, review, like, subscribe, all of the things on social media at Be Still Beth on Instagram or Be Still Health and Wellness on Facebook. I appreciate all of you so much. Take care and God bless, friends. Well, Welcome, Michelle, to the Be Still with Beth podcast. Good morning. How are you? Good morning, Beth. I'm great. How are you? I'm so good. So you are are from Florida, and I'm sitting in Wisconsin, bundled up today, nice and freezing. I think it was negative 16 when I woke up. It is cold. How is it there? Well,
1: I'm actually in North Carolina. So that's a lot of people think I'm from Florida. I'm actually born and raised in North Carolina, and my business is in Florida. So I'm a remote owner of um, Burn Boot Camp, Fleming Island, but I live in Concord, North Carolina, right outside of Charlotte. So here it is um, not as cold as where you are because I went out this morning without a jacket but it is raining and oddly we have pretty beautiful mild weather here. Can't complain we get all four seasons in North Carolina um, but it is rained probably four to five days straight and is going for another five to eight. So um, we're on a big rainy kind of cold streak right now but nothing to what you're getting so I cannot complain. And then Florida's Always sunny or raining, but usually hot, so it's a I feel good like Florida. Florida
0: is always so beautiful. It doesn't matter it what season it is, right? It's always nice and warm. But
1: yeah, you never know when you're going to get rain in Florida, but it's warm. It's usually pretty warm, so it's yeah. it's a good a good business to have is in Florida.
0: <laughs> that's awesome. So tell me a little bit about your business that you have in Florida, your burn boot camp. When did you own that? And How long have you had it?
1: We are three years, actually, pretty much in a few days, February 19th, um, 2018 is when we opened our doors, actually started my journey with this, I believe it was um, summer of 16, 2016. So it was a long, long journey. Um, I literally just was looking at it. I was at a point in my life where I was already a a personal trainer at a burn boot camp. Uh, I was teaching yoga and I just felt this nudge from God that I was supposed to take it a step further. Um, and, you know, sometimes when you get those nudges, you kind of argue that a little bit sometimes like, no, I'm pretty happy in my, my training schedule at Burn here in Concord. I'm pretty comfortable in my yoga teaching. Um, I don't really feel like I need to do anything else. But I kept getting this nudge that I was supposed to go and help more women specifically. Um, you know, of course, we have men in our Burn boot camps and we love our guys, but I kept hearing pour into the lives of more women. Uh, and so I started pursuing, you know, what, what burns were available? Where could I open up a burn boot camp? Cause that's obviously the, um, the platform I was already working in and looked and looked and it took us literally two years almost to find the location in Fleming Island. Uh, and it was a total God thing. I didn't even know that area existed. I knew I was looking in Jacksonville and it was drivable, it was something I could get to without having to take a flight every time. And Fleming was literally I drove over a bridge and was like, this is a cute town, schools, lots of moms. These are the women I'm supposed to to pour into. So it took us two years to open. We opened February, like I said, February 19th of, of 2018. And so we're right at three years right now. So um, pretty cool story how it happened. And people ask me all the time, why Florida? <laughs> and again, sunny. Um, mm-hmm. It was the open area. There was nothing in Charlotte at that time in Concord area. Um and I could get there easily. And I knew it was something that was you know close enough that if they needed me, I could be there.
0: Right. Talk about that nudge from God a little bit more for mm-hmm. you. I was on a podcast three with Jared, a pastor here from Madison, and we were talking about those voices of God and it's different for each of us, right? So when God speaks to me, it's very different to you and those nudges are different. So what to you did those nudges feel like that you could explain to us?
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, for me, there were no, it was no audible voice for sure. You know, go to Florida. Cause sometimes I think really guys, that what you wanted me to do? Um, it was more just in my quiet time. I just kept getting this feeling. Um, that's the only way I can describe my nudges are just these mm-hmm. feelings that don't go away. Um, I, I felt like he was saying, you really do such a good job pouring into people now. Um, and I'm not tooting my horn, but that's just a passion of mine is to build up other women. Um, and I just kept hearing him say, multiply, like grow, multiply, grow. You're doing great here in your area, in your little center of Concord, but where can you take that outside of you? And I also kept hearing, um, pour into a small group and that small group pour into a bigger group. And that's exactly how I kind of look at it. You know, my staff ranges from ages, literally um, 20, actually, they started with me at 18, all the way up into their 40s. So And I've had men and women, but predominantly my staff is women. Uh, And I've had the opportunity to lead and pour into people, you know, six hours away is not an easy thing. So it's definitely, um, I think it just was a challenge God put out there for me. But for me, again, it wasn't an audible voice. It wasn't like a, you know, lightning bolt that says, this is it. It was just this constant daily nudge. Like, I need you to reach more people. I need you to reach more people. And, you know, at the same time, I kept thinking in a business, (laughs) and I know we're going to get into some of that now, but I kept thinking. In a a gym, that's how you want me to do it. You don't want me to go on a mission trip. You don't want me to, Mm -hmm. you know, you know, do something else and speak because I had done some speaking before uh, to some, you know, church ladies groups about health and wellness and how to incorporate that into faith. Um, so but doing it in a gym was kind of I questioned. I'm not gonna lie. I was like, really? Okay, I hear you. So here I go. Yeah,
0: that's that's so true though, right? Like he seems in the weird places like that. That doesn't seem like the right thing. And I think when he does that, that's the right thing. Right. 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 When it seems so bizarre and out there, like really this place, this is where you want me to be. That's usually like, listen up. Here's a sign. Here's a nudge. Yeah. Tune yeah. in. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely.
1: And when I'm there, you know, I don't like go to my gym, honestly, probably once every four to six weeks, I go for about four or five days and visit, um, and when I'm there, that's when I know I've done the right thing. It's kind of hard sometimes being six hours away. I'm not in the excitement of it, the daily excitement. I'm more of behind the scenes. And honestly, that's been something for me that's been a transition because being a personal trainer for burn for so many years, I've done that for six years, being a yoga teacher, being an, I've done speaking engagement. I've always been the front and center. And it was really, I literally heard him say, I need you to step back. I need you to groom other people to be in the front. And so it's been a totally different experience for me to help my staff now become the leaders and me kind of be the quiet you know person behind the curtain so um for me that's another thing I heard from him is it's not going to be about you anymore it's gonna be about you leading people to lead people um but yeah you're right and I, I get that question every day like really Florida and I still do the same thing I'm like really this is what you wanted me to do just up and go to Florida um but you know it's, it's working, it's working. And it's, it's definitely been a blessing.
0: And I think that helps you, I would assume lean on his trust and his guidance more, right? Knowing that you aren't there, like there's, that's a huge trust leap to say like, okay, I'll go, I'll buy this, you know, franchise, I'll be in Florida. And you're not physically there. It's a control thing. Oh yeah, Like Like you've pretty much given up control and said, okay, God, here, it's yours. I'll, I'll do it from remotely and I'll lead people in order to be successful. That's awesome.
1: Right. And, you know, maybe, you know, now that you say that I start to think maybe it isn't always just about the other people too. Maybe it was something he wanted me to grow in because you say they were control freak and I'm a, I'll admit it. I've always been a control freak. I like things to be the way that I want them to be. And, uh, and there's still moments in my business that I definitely am like, oh, I want to do it this way, but I need to let my staff do it the way they see fit. Um, It happens daily, you know, but it's definitely grown me and my leadership skills is having to have that faith and trust that other people can do a better job than I can um, and that they can handle it and and, and trust in him, you know, that he, I keep hearing it. I can't think of what verse it is, but especially during the year of 2020, I know we're going to get into that, but kept hearing that I didn't lead you here to see you fail. I don't even know if it's a Bible verse or it's just something he's speaking to me, but he didn't lead you. To this to watch you fall on your face. He's going to continue um, to be there.
0: Uh, the verse that comes to my mind is Proverbs three five and six. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not unto your own understanding. He'll guide you in His paths along those lines. Absolutely, line. um, and that's Absolutely. one that I became very. That was like my verse of twenty twenty. I think really, which is why I have it memorized <laughs> right now. Yeah. But yeah, that's really leaning on His path and not your own.
1: Right. It's yeah. funny you say that. This morning I was reading and. Um, that's kind of my morning routine, unless I'm in Florida, the routine kind of goes out the window, but my morning routine is just to, to start with him first, because I think um, that's one thing I learned in 2020 is not to pick up the phone, not to pick up the news right away, but spend time just listening to him and reading his word. And the one that has always come to me over and over this past year and into this year is Philippians. And I got to put on my glasses because, you know, I'm 51. Philippians 4, uh, 6, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Mm-hmm. Tell God what you need and thank him for what he's done. I love that because obviously last year, there were moments that you're like, what? What are we going to do? What's going to happen next? Um, but I really kept coming back to this. Tell him what you need. What do you need? And then thank him for what he's done because he has brought us this far. And now obviously coming out of that and, you know, Florida's a whole different uh, ball game as far as um, openings and closures and masks and all of the the COVID rules, it's a whole different thing there. And now I'm like, okay, all those times where you told me to go to Florida, and I couldn't figure out why. Thank you. We only closed for um, two months versus, you know, North Carolina closed for four months. So Mm -hmm. some blessings along the way. Um, And I just keep coming back that don't worry about anything and said, just pray, just pray, just pray. Uh, He didn't he didn't lead you here to forsake you. So
0: Absolutely true. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about uh, running a business in 2020, right? So the pandemic, <laughs> the coronavirus, COVID-19 that we all know about. So just talk a little bit about how you kept, let's start with keeping focus on the business and then also keeping the faith in the business at mm-hmm. a high level. Like what did that look like? And, and maybe you have some stories to share or some certain situations, but what, what was the main lessons that you got out of 2020 from your business?
1: Yeah, what's funny, you know, I told you I opened in 18. Had I known what was coming, I definitely probably would have argued this uh, push from God to open a gym, for sure. I think most of us would say that. That's just human nature. Uh, But yeah, I just kind of backtrack and see, you know, we started in February of 18. That year was unbelievably great. Incredible. 2019 was just business-wise a fabulous year. We grew like crazy, just had a really, really good year. And then all of a sudden, boom, you know, March hits of 2020. And really sends us all, I think every business owner could say this, sends you kind of spinning. Um, You know, the shock of, the I guess for me, the initial shock of not being (laughs) deemed essential (laughs) kicked in. I was like, what? You know, working out's not essential? Are you kidding? Um, But then within 12 hours, we as a business, and this is where my faith in my staff has really grown, through this this time too we pivoted in 12 hours we literally didn't sleep you know we closed down I don't even remember the date I think I've kind of blocked the date but everybody knows it was something in March March mid-March we shut down I think it was around the 15th 16th and we stayed up all night and within 12 hours we pivoted to online and we had never done anything online except post on Instagram so this was like a whole new I have zero background my background is elementary school teaching. So at zero background in anything technology. Um, I know Drew stepped in and probably didn't sleep any more than we did and just got us all on what this thing called Zoom that I'd never even heard of. And we set up little studios and we just we started taking care of our people. Um, And I guess, you know, I'll get off track here a little bit. So you may have to rail me back in. But, you know, 2020, people are like, oh, it was the worst year ever. Yes. Um, Did it, did it take our, did our business take a beating? Absolutely. It did. Uh, Did we lose members? Yes. Um, Was it tough financially? Absolutely. Was it scary? Uh, One of the scariest things I've ever gone through in my business. Um, But there were so many positives in it. I found that it gave me the opportunity to do the things that God had called me to do, which was get involved with these women. So see, part of the hardest part of my job is I'm six hours. It's hard to make relationships with women when you're only virtual. Um, when I go, they always say things and I, I feel the energy from them. Like we love it when you're here and we love that energy for you. So COVID and the pandemic and the shutdown gave me the opportunity to get online with them. Um, and I remember Drew saying this to me one day, he was like, you, you, gotta, you gotta get your face on there and you gotta get to know these people. They need you now more than ever. And it really was a, you know two months we were not open at all. But I would say even through the whole twenty year 2020, even when we opened back up, we pivoted from just being a gym to really reaching into their lives and their homes and giving them something that the world needed so badly at that time, and probably needed before 2020. We just didn't realize it because we were too busy. Mm-hmm. Um, we, you know, we did things like story time for their children. We did feel good Fridays, just things that went way beyond a bicep curl is how it happened. And so, you know, I would say for 2020 as a business, I, I've forgotten your question by now, but <laughs> how did we bring faith in that? I mean, my faith actually grew in 2020, which is, I never thought I would come out of the year saying that, but it definitely grew. It grew um, for humanity and just what happened amongst my membership and watching these women take care of each other. We did something. Um, I wasn't there for unfortunately, but a parade, um, It actually gets me emotional when I think about it. My staff went out to the gym and they stood in front of the gym with posters saying, I love you, I believe in you, Um, stay strong. Because what people don't realize is when you've found a gym community and you feel like you're being lifted up and built up constantly and then it's taken away from you for two months and virtual is not for everybody. Um, You know, we had a lot of members that are like, I can't, I don't feel the same energy I do being in the building with you. Um, We we had a lot of, a lot of, to press people, honestly, if I can just be honest and and sad and hurting people, and so we did this parade, and members would drive through in their minivans and their cars with their kids, and look at my staff holding posters saying "I love you," "I care about you," "I'm still here for you," um, things like that. Just gave me hope and just built my faith, and I think it built the faith of my staff, and I know it built the faith of my membership. I'm not saying that all my membership and all my staff are Christians and are believers, but something was sparked in them that I that know that, that there are people out there, and maybe it was the light of God. I hope that they saw that there's hope. There is hope, um, that this too shall pass and there is hope. And, and honestly we opened back up and our members came pouring back in the door and they're still coming in today. And, and we're, we're coming back. We're slowly kind of crawling out of the the COVID hole, where, whereas most, I would say most businesses are having to do as well. Um, but it was a real faith builder for me. Um, and my staff, and my membership, and they stuck by us. You know, that's something I thank God for every day. You know, I look at that verse, Philippians 4, and it's always be full of joy in the Lord. I'll go back up to number four, verse four, always be full of joy in the Lord. Say it again, rejoice. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm rejoicing today. I'm rejoicing that my business is still open, where so many did not survive. I'm rejoicing that my membership had enough faith. It may not be faith in God that all of them had. I know some of them do, but it was faith in us that we would be there for them, and so that's enough to rejoice about, I think after, after a year of complete uncertainty.
0: Yeah. When did you guys open back up then? March, April, May, May, June. Yes. May. Okay. End of May, May
1: 15th. Yeah. I yeah. want to say it was somewhere around um, March, mid-March and we Mid-March, opened up again yeah. mid-May. Yeah, yeah. So we were so fortunate um, in that, yeah. um, but I watched burns all, all around me. My friends in Concord, my friends in Durham, Burlington, all over, you know, that have been closed and are still wearing masks, you know? Mm -hmm. Florida, we don't even have to wear a mask. Um, They're still pouring into their clientele. And I've just seen amazing growth, um, personal growth in all of their clients due to this. It's just kind of forced us all to do more than maybe we were
0: doing. Yeah. We talked about that on Drew's podcast, the Be Epic podcast about social relationships and how to build relationships online. And before Mm -hmm. it seemed more like on Facebook and Instagram, kind of this like I don't want to say fake, but maybe fake is the best word that I can think of like fake relationships. And I've even said to him, I have stronger relationships with people I've never met face to face, but I've met them online through organizations, through groups, whether it be Christian groups for Bible studies or Mm -hmm. yoga groups, um, whatever it is, these organizations that I found, I've found a connection with, and I even have one girl that I text with in California. I've never met her. But we connected right. online, we text, and like we were just there to help each other through moments. And right. those to me are God connections. Like those are moments when the Lord is like, You need community. And I know you can lead community, and here's some people for you to do it. And that's what I think you guys experienced too, right? That online Absolutely. presence of the Lord being like, Let's just fill them with his light. Right. Um,
1: Absolutely. And I don't think you know, I'll never say that I think God sent COVID, you know, I don't think that was a plan for us. But he can do anything in any situation. And so I think there have, you have to look hard sometimes when times are dark, and I and I don't want to minimize, you know, yay, my business is is coming back. There are a lot of others that are suffering. So I don't ever want to minimize that, you know, life is great. On, you know, 2021 of February, because there's so many people that are really still suffering. But that's where I think we're called to be the light for them, whether it be online or in person, if you can, you know, I don't know what it's like there for y'all, but in Florida, we can get together. And so we can be closer. We can do somewhat of that in North Carolina, but you, ha- God can use the internet. God can use anything mm-hmm. to bring people together. And we're meant to be in communion together. We're meant to yes. be in fellowship. Yes. Um, and I think that's where, some of the biggest struggles came for people and this is where we got the opportunity to shine. Um, You know, nothing, no, nothing, it's other gyms, the other gyms that just shut down, you know, stopped memberships, um, you know, shut everything off. People can't be shut off. They, they, they need community. They need fellowship. Um, And like you said, whether that's Christian or the yoga community, it doesn't matter. We're created um, I believe by God to be, to be in fellowship with people and, and he can use them. (laughs) He can use, um, social media, and I totally agree with you on the, you know, the, maybe calling it the fake things. I think our, our content um, used to be more of, look at what we do, and our content started to change more now into stories, yeah. and not just, not just look at how beautiful our gym is, or how strong this female is, but look at where she came, you know, being maybe depressed and anxious in 2020 to 2021, finding this group of people who are there for her and encourage her and our accountability partners. So I think that's some things that have come out of all that.
0: Yeah. I see also like the content online has also maybe changed from more um, business and salesy focus. And don't get me wrong. I think there still is an element of that for every business, right? You want to generate leads and and income, but I also think it's shifted to more of those, those relationship stories and connection. Like someone can be like, oh, I can connect with that lady, or I can connect with that man because of his story. And that's leading them into the space. So I, I truly believe to your point too, the Lord can use it, whatever verse it is, right. The Lord could make all things good. So mm-hmm. whatever it is, right. He turns that into good. And, and your story is one of those, like he's been able to help you connect with your staff more. He's been able to bring possibly maybe even some individuals to him by right. through your practice and through your light and through just what you've demonstrated the last few weeks in our sermon at um, first free church, it's been about light, light in the darkness. And I really am like, dwelling on this because you've said it multiple times, right? Like God's light is shining in and like all the darkness that's being in our, in our lives and others' lives. And instead of like pushing out the darkness, it's like, let the light in. And I've been thinking about that a lot like a lot of clients, maybe they have darkness and that moment that they met you, that like glimmer of hope was able to brighten it up. And the moment light hits darkness, darkness is no more and it illuminates the room. And so I just hear that story too. And I'm like, there's another one, like, look at, there's more light shining. And the more light we shine, then darkness will eventually be removed. So instead of like, for me, it's like, instead of focusing on the negative of getting the dark out, how can I shine more light for me and others to come to Christ or to just see the good works or to be... In community with people so I think that's oh so cool. I love
1: that that reminds me of the song I don't know if you growing up we always sang my grandmother taught me the song this little light of mine
0: oh yeah that, I'm oh, gonna yeah. let it
1: shine that's what comes to mind because yeah. it, it honestly and if I can be honest it's it is a dark world we're living yeah. in right now um and I Are keep you? hearing that too like you don't the darkness is going to be there and yes. you know, let's not fool ourselves it's always been there Um, but it does feel, it feels dark right now. Um, if you turn on the news for five minutes, you're going to see darkness. If you, um, watch social media for more than five minutes, you're going to find darkness. It is everywhere. And it is, um, I've definitely had personal attacks. I I do. I feel like, you know, I don't, 2020 was an attack on everybody, but I definitely have felt personally attacked because when you do shine that light, you know, that darkness is going to fight back on it, but you're right. We just have to keep being the light and you're right. When you when you penetrate that light the darkness has to flee it Mm -hmm. has to Mm -hmm. um and people people they may not know they want light um but they do they do they do and they're they're searching for something like that um i always come to the story of esther too um when in the bible it says for such a time as this yeah maybe you were brought here for such a time as this because believe me i'm pretty transparent And, you know, I'm, I'm all about building people up and being positive, but not going to lie. There were some dark times for myself as well in 2020, you know, thinking, and there were times I questioned guy, like really, I opened a business two years ago in, in the gangbuster and then now it could possibly be destroyed. I mean, there were definitely moments. Um, And and believe me, we're still crawling out. You know, we're not, we're not at our top of our mountain right now. Um, And there are still days today that I go, "Whoo." you know, is this going, is this going to be okay, God, are you really going to keep flourishing my business? Um, There've definitely been dark times for me, too, where I've I've questioned not really my faith, I I don't ever want to question my faith, but just questioning, I was brought here for this. But I keep coming back to Esther, too. And I'm like, maybe we were brought to this for such a time as this maybe because of this, you started your podcast, you started reaching out to people that you would never I mean, you and I've never met in person, you know, maybe, this is our time. This is the, for such a time as this. Um, and again, God can use anything and anybody. Um, so maybe this is the time to be brighter than we've ever been, even when it's not easy on us. And I think that's, that transparency speaks to people. You know, I really do. I think people are tired of hearing from self-help guru, gurus that, you know, everything is perfect and great and sunshine and roses. It, I think if people want to hear from other Christians that are honest, you know, and transparent, and that they have tough days too.
0: Yeah, I 100% agree. And if you are listening to this podcast, go back and listen to episode six How's Your Heart? How truly how's your heart? And I got pretty vulnerable because I was having a pretty crummy week. And what it comes down to for me, and what I shared in that podcast too, friends, is that the more that we can, um, share what's on our, I guess, share what's on our heart, but also be vulnerable. When we're vulnerable, it's not weakness. And it's something I've been thinking a lot about for myself. And when we are able to open up to other, hopefully Christians, if you're listening to this and you're a believer, opening up to other Christians and sharing your garbage, I'll call it garbage, sharing your darkness, sharing your sins, sharing your challenges and your struggles. That's when we begin to listen as Christians. We love and then we pray. And the more that you can surround yourself, and that's what I've been focusing on, surrounding myself with those individuals and letting God bring them into my life, it doesn't matter how bad my days are or what I'm going through. I know like, I am a child of God. I am made for this. I am beautifully and uniquely made. Like, I know the truths of who I am and why I'm here. Um, And so if you need to hear that, if you're listening and you need to hear that, hopefully Michelle and I have touched on that point enough that leaning into to what god has for you and just trusting the process it sounds really cliche and sounds so easy and it's not we get that and the darkness won't ever be gone but if you are looking for that community, you know, we always say, I always say, reach out, reach out to be, be still health and um, wellness.com. Come on and just jot me a note because there are resources and there's so many Christians out there that'll be vulnerable and open. Like we are to just say, guess what? It's going to suck. We know it. There's going to be bad times. I have it too, but guess what? We have an almighty God who loves us endlessly and will protect us and bring us through whatever we're going through.
1: Yeah. And I find it funny, you know, I'm kind of giggling about this right now because I think you're so right. You know, I could close this podcast down in a few moments and then kind of open email like this, like, (laughs) you know, because there's something always going to be coming against you. Um, Mm -hmm. And believe me, I feel like, you know, in the year of 2020, you probably know this on social media, people in general became um, meaner. Uh, You know, there was just, and I think it came from the darkness, you know, people were so isolated and so, Miserable and sad and depressed that they would say things and do things that maybe they wouldn't do if they were in front of people, but isolation causes people to act out. Um, and so I definitely this year had to just keep saying over and over, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. No weapon formed against me. Nothing that comes against me. You know, Jeremiah 29 11, that, for I know the plans I have for you. Like there are plans, and you know, no matter what comes at you, and they will. They will. I mean, none of us, you know, people that are listening to this have jobs where they might have a boss that's on them constantly. You know, they may have kids that are acting out and they don't know what to do. They're lost. Everybody has something. Everybody has something. And for my business, there definitely were moments through COVID and that we got beat up on social media. You know, we had even, you know, members that were unhappy with us about how we were handling things. You you can't do everything perfect and you don't please everybody. Um, but I just keep coming back to that. God has plans for us. And, And we've got to just keep pouring. You know, I think one of your big questions to me was, how do I keep the faith? I have to keep being connected to the vine, whatever that vine looks like. And during times like this, you got to grasp and find the vine. It's not going to be, you know, it's easy when everything was open and you could go to church and you'd meet your friends and you'd have groups, but it's definitely more challenging now. You've got to find like your website. Like I I was trying to write it down and listen to it at the same time. Like I'm thinking, okay, I got to make sure I'm connected to that. Um, it's constantly keeping yourself connected to those things that bring the light in your life because the other things, when they come at you, it's so easy to, like I said, close this podcast down, open an email. And all of a sudden I'm a different person, right? I'm, I'm now angry. I'm frustrated. You know, I'm, I'm going to walk outside and get a breath of fresh air. It's, it happens. It can happen within seconds. You can be on your highest mountain top and then your lowest Valley. Um, that's just kind of life in general, but I think especially right now. Um, and so Yeah, I encourage anybody listening to this, plug in whatever it is for you. And there's so many things out there now. Um, If you really spend the time looking at that versus the negativity everywhere, there's a lot, actually. There's a lot of good that is happening on social media as well. You just got to start blocking the things that that are dark and opening up the things that are light. That's just bottom line kind of been my motto through this.
0: Yeah. Guess what guys, you can figure out the algorithms, just like stuff that's light and <laughs> don't like stuff that is darkness or unfollow. It's an amazing thing. Unfriend, unfollow, unlike, whatever it is, like you can make your social media algorithms really good. I've been Definitely. there. It can happen. So yeah. I want to dive into that a little bit more. You're talking about keeping the faith talk about, cause I think this is one thing I personally struggle with a business being, I used to be in corporate America in the secular mm-hmm. world. Right. Now owning my own business and also working for a family business. How do you, or, or what are tips that you've learned to help individuals if they're in that space and maybe they don't own a business, but maybe they're just working in the secular world, right? One was keeping the vine, keeping touch to the vine. I love that one too, but how else do you share and demonstrate your faith within the secular world? And what I'm going to share is my, my side is sometimes to your point, I feel like I'd walk in the doors of my company or the business I was working at the time And I'd be a totally different person. And not that I was mean or like that kind of like, wasn't a total 360, but I just would not occasionally share the love and the light that I would the moment I walked out, or I would also be afraid to even share my faith just to be like, I'm a Christian and this is what I believe. And I'm going to treat people like this because that's what I believe. How, any tips that you can just give us about how you've been able to manage that?
1: Oh, that's a biggie. Um, (laughs) Oh gosh, we might, we might not have enough time on this one, but I'll try to make it short. <laughs> um, it, my husband and I both own our own business. We own an insurance agency here in North Carolina, hence the reason we can't move to Florida. We own a, a business here as well and have for 19 years. So this is um, where we're staying, but we both, it, it's easier when you're the entrepreneur and you're the business owner to profess your faith because it's your business. So it's a whole lot easier um, where I am now versus, you know, working for other people Um, you know, in corporate America, or like I said, I was a teacher uh, for a few years. And I've always been a personal training. And honestly, the gym business can be pretty cutthroat. So I'll kind of get into that in a little bit. But it's easy. It's easier for us now being business owners, because I do not hide my faith within burn boot camp, I do not hide it. Um, It comes out in every staff meeting. I mention God, I mention faith. And I always say, you know, you guys know my beliefs, You know, I don't force them on anybody, but they know my beliefs. Um, And I hope that I hope and I'm not perfect. I've definitely made mistakes um, in my business. I hope, though, that I'm enough light that people are drawn to that. Um, Again, I don't you know, I don't just I don't discriminate. I don't only hire Christians. But when you work for me, you know, you know, my faith, Um, my members know my faith you know, during the quarantine, when I would get my face more on social media and talk to my members, my faith came out of my mouth. I profess Jesus Christ, you know, regularly. Um, and I did get lots of good feedback, you know, people that might've been, you know, it's funny. I don't know why we're so nervous sometimes as Christians to do that. You know, we're the first to say, go to this concert. This, this band was fabulous, but we're not, but we're nervous to profess our faith sometimes. And I've definitely been in that place before too. Um, but I'm, I'm just—I'm 51 now too, so I'm a little bolder than I was in my 30s. Um, I just say it now, you know, and 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 I don't worry about losing memberships over it or losing staff over it anymore. I think that just comes with maturity. Um, but I will tell you, in, in the secular world, because you know, Burn Boot Camp is not a—you know—we're not Chick Fil A. <laughs> we don't profess that we're a Christian organization. But my organization. I profess that it will be run with Christian values. So I have um, 10 core values for my business and they were actually created by my staff. Ironically, not just me. I threw in my own there too, but they were created by them and the top one. um, Well, some of them are just respect, respecting each other. And the funny thing is they're really biblical values. They really are biblical values. Um, Treat each other with kindness at all times, always, um, loving on other people, there are things that Jesus would do. And the top one is no drama, no gossip. And I think that's where probably I have done and you have probably done. And everybody listening to this podcast. Like you said, you walk in the doors of the office. You had a beautiful Bible study that morning. You got Jesus dripping off of you. And then you go to the, where you work and you start gossiping about somebody. It's so easy. We are who we hang out with and you know, our workplace is where we spend most of our time. But for most of us, that's our that's the most part of our day. Then we go home at five and we feel guilt and shame that we weren't good Christians during the day. Um, we've all done it. And, you know, I guess for that, I would say, again, it's connecting to the vine, not beating yourself up for doing it, because it's so easy. And gossip, I think, and, and drama comes in so many different forms. You know, you and I could be having a conversation about Drew not doing something and then we're really just discussing that we need to get drew to do it sorry drew we're picking on you but you know we need to get them to do what we need them to do but then all of a sudden it turns in it gets uglier because because that's how the enemy works you know he takes that and he wants that he wants you to walk in dripping jesus and to go into the office and start gossiping Um, but i think we've got to get away from shaming ourselves on that and then just being open and saying because i've done this with my staff i've said hey gang you know I got caught up in that with you guys and we all were talking and we shouldn't have said those things we said. And if it's something that I wouldn't say to best face, then I probably shouldn't say it. Um, And I think that just, it comes from practice. So in the secular world, if I was back in that world, you know, where I was working in an organization where I I think I would, you know, you, you don't have to walk around hitting people with a Bible to teach people about Jesus. It could just be a simple, hey, yeah, I know that that person is not doing what we need them to do for the job, but have you thought about going to them and talking to them and just flipping it? You know, I, my, my goals now are more of like just flipping the narrative and changing the subject. And people then start to see, oh, you know, Beth doesn't want to talk about coworkers, You know? Um, it's just being aware and drawing awareness to it and again showing yourself some grace because we're human and uh, you know maybe it's not even just gossip maybe it's just negative attitude at work and we've all been there too and it's just I think and I've learned this through yoga too when I give yoga some credit my yoga practice is pausing and and going is my reaction warranted to this situation or am I just overreacting because I spilled my coffee on the way to work. Am I overreacting because the person beside me won't stop gossiping? You know, what is my reaction warranted? And, and sometimes it just takes pausing, breathing and praying and, and connecting back to the vine, connecting back to the breath. Um, you know, I think the most beautiful combination is something you're doing Christianity and yoga. I think, um, and that's a whole nother topic. We'll have to do another yep, podcast yep. That. Um, because I've, I've had to deal with that secular world when I did my teacher training for yoga. Yeah. There were things that I was not comfortable with that I had to pull it out of me and say, I'm not comfortable with that. I want to learn about yoga, but I'm not comfortable with that part of it. Um, and that's hard. That's a really hard thing to do because we want to be popular. I don't care what anybody says. We want to be liked by people and we don't want to be that person that speaks up. But I think it, and that comes with some, you know, spiritual maturity and being able to do that. Um, But my advice, I guess, would be to change subjects, remove yourself from situations, connect to the vine, trying to get to your point, um, pausing before opening your mouth, pausing before even your brain starts going there. You know, you can pause internally and go, am I freaking out for no reason? Right. Or am I can I can I look at this a different way?
0: Yeah, you've hit the home run there, Michelle. You really have. And okay. that's that's Sorry, where i went on I, rabbit trails. No, you were for me, you were dead on. Because here's the deal is like one is we can control our mind and our bodies, right? Even if you think you can't, you can. Um, And you can shift your mindset. You can connect to the right people. Just like we said, you can redo your whole social media. You can get off social media, quite frankly, if that's what you need to do for a Mm -hmm. while, you can take a pause from social media. There's a lot of ways that you can um, find those situations where if you're not being, if, if faith isn't center in your work, you do have ways at times and it may not be tomorrow. Like, I think this is another thing for me is like, it might not be tomorrow or even this year. Like it might, God might be working in a plan for something a year or two years down the road. But that was my reason for leaving my job is I would try to just remove myself from the gossip, remove myself from the situations. And finally it got to a point where God's like, maybe it's time for you just to leave, go do your own thing. And I was like, all right, here we go. Right. But you can be, you can shift those, those thoughts. And I, It's not easy. I'm sitting here telling you this and in my head, I'm like, yeah, I need to do better at that myself. I need to not do this when I go into work and get caught up in the the dramas or the customers that are unhappy and you want to snark back at them. Like it's Mm -hmm. so easy. um, But I think to your point, the biggest thing I continue to push is like be connected with like-minded people Yep. over time maturity. And I would also agree with that maturity right? When you're at it for yeah. years and years and you're growing either through spiritual mentors or through spouses or partners or friends in your arena, you will begin to walk like them, talk like them, just like Jesus. And over time, you'll be able to really see that growth in yourself.
1: And I find sometimes even in my friendships um, have changed somewhat. And, and, you know, you can think that your friendships, that this group of people is this way, but when you start talking and you start pouring more of that positivity, you can even change the dynamic. So it's, its I don't think it's always about, I mean, I'm definitely a believer of if there's toxic people in your life, you're gonna have to cut that off. Um, and you might have to love people from afar. I think that's a, a true thing, but there's also, you can slowly infiltrate even a group that might not be completely on board with God and on, in line with that. And you might, I find it's surprising sometimes that when you do start to speak more that way, that those people are like, oh, I was feeling the same way. But society makes us think that we have to be high drama all the time. I, I do. I feel like with the TV shows and the, you know, I, I beat up social media a lot. I shouldn't, but because it builds my business. But, you know, with the social media and just so much that we're bombarded, I mean, I, I worry so much about teenagers. Um, my, I've um, raised two girls and they're 25, almost 25 and uh, 21. And, you know, I didn't, we, we had social media, but not to the extent we have it now. Things have changed a little bit. And um, I feel like we're just bombarding. We're told we're supposed to be high drama. We're told as females, we're supposed to be catfighting. We're, you know, we're, we're taught that we're supposed to, everything's supposed to be an argument. I mean, look at everything, look at politics, look at everything out there. But I think that's not, that's not what God wants from us. That's not, that's the opposite of what we, what he wants. And it comes back to being that light. And if you're constantly just, trying and it takes it's a lot of work and that's where I think we have to be aware of that showing ourselves some grace but being willing to put in the work you know if you want to get in shape physically it's not going to happen by just changing your food you've got to get up and move you got to work out you've got to do something it's the same spiritually um and with professional maturity we talk about spiritual maturity but in your workplace it, it, you you got to start working toward being professionally mature as well um and that's work. That takes effort. It, you don't just wake up with it. Um, it. It takes effort and showing yourself grace when you fall to go, Hmm, I didn't quite handle that the way I wanted. Okay. Tomorrow's a new day and it, it's okay to walk in, you know, back to your workplace or back to your friendships. I've done this recently and said, guys, I'm sorry. I was having a bad day yesterday. I was super negative. Nellie. That's not who I am. That's not who, and that's, and this is a good time to go. That's not who Jesus wants me to be. And so, Today's a new day. I'm gonna I've done that in my friendships. You know, I've left lunches with friends and I've been like, oh my gosh, all I did was complain. You know, and I've called those friends back up and been like, sorry, I brought you down today. Let's do lunch again next week. And I'm gonna be positive. Polly this time. <laughs> you know, I'm gonna because we've all been there and it, it's just it's gross. It's yeah. gross. Um, and I spent a lot of my years beating myself up over not, you know. Again, I think the world tells us we're supposed to be perfect too. And that's not the case. There's only one perfect person and that's not us. Yeah.
0: So, you know. Amen to that, girl. All righty. Well, that will be it for today. I mean, Michelle and I will probably could sit here for hours and just share everything <laughs> with you guys, but we'll cut it short here today and we'll finish it up. But if you if you're in that space, and again, whether it's in friendships, whether it's in community or business, owning a business, where your job is. I just hope that you can be inspired a little bit with Michelle's story and how keeping the faith. And so keeping to the vine, giving yourself grace, just finding those connections within community, online, in your church, wherever it is. I just really hope that you know that it doesn't have to be either or. And I think that's my biggest point is it doesn't have to be work or faith. It can be together Mm -hmm. and it should be together and just as you navigate that, find your group of people and, and keep building and keep trusting and knowing that there's light at the end of the tunnel and that there is a light of Jesus Christ that is guiding you. So thank you, Michelle. It's a pleasure. You're
1: welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me.
0: You're so welcome. All right. Till next time, friends, take care and be well.